Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of The School for Dumb Women. This week we invited Cartoon Network writer and comedy writer-performer from Kill the Beast, Natasha Hodgson, to the studio to teach us how, as smart women, we can watch horror films, and indeed, we should. Of course, we had loads of questions for her that we couldn't put into the podcast, so here's our full chat. Now, a few years ago, if a woman wanted to have sex with a man, all she had to do was sit through a double showing of Saving Private Ryan and Das Boot. Now, however, it's all about enjoying horror movies in an intelligent and artistic way. And that's what today's Smart Lesson is all about. Before, you could at least say that you didn't want to watch someone get their eyeballs dug out with a hot spoon. But now (laughs) horror movies are, like, respectable and there's no excuses for it. So that's why I've invited Cartoon Network writer and comedy writer performer from Kill the Beast, Natasha Hodgson, to teach us how to watch horror. Natasha's credits include The Amazing World of Gumball, Bravest Warriors, and her own play, Director's Cut, which is at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the 21st, the 27th of August, at the Pleasance Theatre. Hi, Tash! Hi, guys! Hi! Just really pleased this has been framed as a mission to get everyone more sex. Yes. I'm, I'm fully into that. Yes, yeah. please. That's we more, need it. the only thing that actually matters yes, in, in this life. world. Of and course. It's a pleasure to be part of that. So it's why you're on the fringe, isn't it? That's, I mean, <laughs> I, that wasn't meant for air, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, I, I do, yeah, beginning and end the show. Why else do uh, women with glasses go to the fringe <laughs> if not to get laid? He's not even got lenses in, you know? <laughs> it's just that trap for that nerdy, nerdy comedian type. Is, uh, is Director's Cut about a circumcision? Um, you'll have to have to come and see to find out, but I can tell you, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will see it. No. Off the record, no. But yeah, um, I've been, because of my theatre horror, all my theatre company stuff is horror comedy. And so after a childhood and teenhood of absolutely abhorring watching horror films, I've now spent the last seven years watching a whole bunch. So yeah, I feel qualified to let you know the ones that you should go for and avoid. But like, was this the same? Were you also just hated... Watching horror films as yeah, as a I teen. never really watched them that much, and when I did, I was just like, "Why do people enjoy these? Yeah. This isn't fun." Yeah, why make yourself physically and emotionally uncomfortable for two and a half hours and not know what's going to happen? And you might say horrible things that you can't unsee. Like, but, what's the joy there? Well, this is the thing. But apparently, it's like because I was reading about like why, <laughs> why, why? <laughs> and obviously, it's because um, basically the stuff in your brain that triggers pleasure is basically the same as pain. It's just like with slightly more dopamine if it's oh. pleasure. And people have different receptors, and so which is why some people get a load of kicks out of watching horror films because the dopamine is like super triggered they're like I'm loving this death <laughs> and other people are just like but why not the flowers <laughs> why not why they have intelligent character based comedies yeah. it is um, a bit like self harm for me actually the relationship because I I have a really vivid imagination I get so scared not 
during the film, bad enough. After the film, worse. Yeah. Um, but I do yeah. sort of, me and my best friend do do have like a little thing where every time a really horrible one comes out, we'll go and see it together. Because it's apparently the same thing that bonds you, where you have shared trauma. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's also why people like watching them as well, because it's like, it's a very like rowdy. It's like the same yeah. as comedy, like in that way, in that like, it's very much a collective experience when you're watching a horror yes. film, in that you're just grasping at any human being to show you that you're alive and not yeah, going to yeah, die yeah. this experience. Yeah, like, apparently I think is a good you, thing. I think if you watch horror on your own, you're a psychopath. Bath, yeah, right? it's like yeah. horror or comedy. I feel like if you're just on your own, although I watch comedy on my own all the time, but yeah, same, you know, but yeah, fine. <laughs> but like, yeah, just sitting on your own, just, just cracking on the woman in black, just about yeah. of an evening. It's like, what are you? What's your I deal? I honestly couldn't do that. I'd have to go to stay at a hotel if I watched that on my own. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be able to stay to in get my out house. the room where it happened, even though it didn't happen there. Yeah. I remember the third, like the very first horror film that I ever watched was The Craft. 1996. Oh, I really love The Craft. We've talked um, about that on this podcast. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I watched I think, it. Yeah, it was just. I mean, I have no memory. I, the only memory I have of it is when I watched it age whatever it was, like nine or ten. And in my memory, it is the single scariest film that's ever been created by what human specifically? Minds. What scene? It was the ending. Spoiler alert for 1996 <gasps> mm. and the craft here. So sorry about this. But like when the when you pan out and realize the main girl is now in a mental institution, because she's been said mm. mad, yes. quite mad yes. by the things that she is. That just like really screwed me up. I was like, oh no, what if I do <laughs> I'm mad. do terrible yes. things and then end up in a mental institution? But like that, I really vividly remember the image of like this shot of her like panning out uh, yeah. and other things I think that's what's really great about horror is that it does for better or for worse it really like imprints in you these vivid vivid oh my sort God, of images yeah. that you don't necessarily get in other genres it's like we were, I was having yeah, like a Twitter conversation today about like you know what are the films that really screwed you up and what's nice is like it, they don't necessarily have to be horror films to do this thing to you but like a lot of people talked about the witches and if you remember <gasps> yes. when she takes the mask off no not even that bit the bit do you remember there's like a flashback scene to like a curse that's been put on this painting to a father who, own, who, who owns this painting and his daughter disappears from his house and then he sees her in the painting moving <gasps> around oh god and, like sometimes she's by so the well scary. and sometimes she's like by the door and eventually she disappears and eventually she disappears oh so I bad I remember I wasn't allowed to watch horror films when I was really young obviously because my parents you know were nice um, and then you know how somebody at school's parents always like that's always someone whose parents don't give a shit and um, <laughs> she lived in a farmhouse and it's always had the, a- the dad who works nights yes he did <laughs> And uh, and we went round and she lived in a farmhouse like just out of town and on we had a Halloween sleepover and we watched five horror films in one night. I oh swear to God, I couldn't sleep for like two years. Oh, oh my God. God. So I had a Halloween sleepover once and it just because, you know, in the rota of sleepovers, it was now my turn to host yeah. the sleepover and um, I was really, really terrified of having to watch scary movies even though I was in my own house. Um, so I got my mum to lie to my friends to say that all the horror films from the rental place were gone. <gasps> oh! She left it too late. <laughs> Did you watch that when Harry Potter? Bridget Jones Diary. Watch Bridget Jones Diary. And I remember all my friends got really angry at me, and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, oh, "I can't help it. It's my mom. Like, oh, mom. she's a bender. <laughs> I just love horror stuff." But, yeah. oh, God damn it. Oh, that's so cute. It's funny though that you talk about the sort of relationship between horror and comedy because sort of one befits the other, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is why I ended up sort of watching like classic horror modern horror because the thing about horror horror and comedy is that they're basically the same in that it's all about tension and release and it's all build up uh, yeah. and release and the sort of the, the sort of like music of both of those things yeah. runs through and you learn a lot about comedy by watching horror films and watching the tropes that you see set up and things that get returned and it's all a lot about reincorporation and like leading down an audience one path and then suddenly you know confronting uh, them with yeah, a thing that they I didn't expect um, and like you know false punchlines and then blah blah there's like a really famous I don't know if you've seen I could have come back to you, The Woman in Black um, I have seen it at 12 
Like, I'm sorry. What? That I was know. one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Don't even get me started on okay. certifications for horror films. It's just like, yeah, I think often... You can't really put a label on atmosphere, can you? No. This is the thing. And also, the, the, the scariest film I've ever seen in the cinema, we'll get back to the word, but it was the film The Babadook. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw the last yeah. one I watched. Yeah. And that, yeah. again, it's like, you can't, because there's nothing. What's great about that film is that there is technically no... There's no like, uh, yeah. formative sequence where it's kind of like, ah, and then the slash and, and then it comes and out and all the guts yeah, are there yeah, yeah. and that's what we're doing here. Yeah. It's just all shadows and, and suggestion. Ooh. But of course, because you're just, it's all what you haven't seen, it just builds up in your mind and it's absolutely terrifying. I watched that in a in a cinema with my theatre company among many children, all of whom <laughs> were having a fine, fine time. And what? every time, every be- time, I just don't, I don't understand. And every time, because obviously in, that, in the horror film generally, it's like everything in the daytime, it's fine. And then you get to nighttime and it's like every time you're like, I just don't want it to be nighttime again. No. Yeah. And my um, theatre company, who was just like a, a large man, um, Ollie, who was midway through and he just was whispering amongst children, just like sort of eating their crisps. He just whispered, Tash. And I was like, yeah. And he just went, I can't hack this. <laughs> 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 like, Ollie, there's got to be like 20 minutes left. Oh, we can do this. Um, I had that excellent yeah, experience um, going to watch Coraline as an adult oh, yeah, in yeah. the cinema. The last 20 minutes of that are fucking terrifying. Eyes are ripped out. There's a big web and Lois from Lois and Clark is doing stuff. Really? I don't know. Terry Hatcher. I I couldn't hack it, man. But that's the thing and that's why it's really like often in horror you get like the most sort of imaginative and more surreal sequences obviously because it's all about trying to tap into that like uncanny stuff that scares you and you don't know why which which is why I've sort of become a bit of a convert to the genre because yeah the really scary stuff like just hit, just comes at you out of nowhere. I remember like rewatching. Do you remember like Dumbo, the pink elephants on parade sequence in Dumbo, mm. which is like this weird so drug long. infused surreal sequence oh, yeah. where he just ends up parting with a load of balloon elephants, and it's what? so strange and weird and shouldn't and has no place in this children's film. <laughs> but because of that kind of like yeah, the juxtaposition of those two things, yeah. it's so so much creepier than if it had been like because you had this kind of thing in the early noughties, I think it was early noughties, where it was like a spate of those like slasher films, where it's like. Hostel, saw, saw, uh, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you yeah. saw me. Now you, you know, all those. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> now you can't see me. Now you can't see me because you've taken my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> those films which didn't like they've sort of fallen out of fashion now, thank goodness. But like that was the they, they were the films that all the, you know, the lads wanted to see, and it was more like endurance than actual entertainment. It was mm-hmm. like it wasn't really to do with like the artistry of it, and I think that fell at a very formative time in my like career as a human. Do you know that? why I think that happened? Why? I give you two words: nine eleven. <laughs> Your oh god, Mike, Michael Moore is in the building. <laughs> no, I think I think there was so much horror then, and I think that was like the first time a whole generation of men had to seriously think about maybe there was a possibility they could go to war, yeah, and like or get anthrax sent to them or whatever. And I think that people were trying to test themselves with the highest level of like gore and discomfort they could. Like, surely there has to be a reason behind that, right? Yeah, I think it partly partially is like people like yeah, as you say, like testing the waters, pushing themselves, and yeah. seeing like the, how it? much can I take, how, how much, much can I, I sit through. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I feel like that's sort of one off bit now. Although the like Blair Witch still films are still like there was one there was like the most recent Blair Witch film apparently is just a, like a cacophony of just the worst possible things you could imagine <laughs> happening over and over again. Oh. My again theatre company I didn't go and see that because obviously I'm not a maniac. But um, <laughs> one of my theatre company members went so and was he described it both as one of the worst films he's ever seen, but also one of the most terrifying experiences of his life. And that's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, well, how do you measure that? As, yeah. Because if you're scared, surely then the horror film has done its job. Yeah. yeah. But, but does that make it a good film? Does that make it a good no. film? No, just yeah. because you've put a load of sort of bleeding yeah. walls together yeah. with a stabby soundtrack. It's like how Mamma Mia, like with Mamma Mia 2, I had the best time watching that film, but it's not a good film. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. Have you ready for okay. the, uh, the Mamma Mia stands? Oh, I think you? people would have to agree with that. Surely. I've already 
described my distaste for that film on here. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's weird that you say about sort of horror films uh, being effective without necessarily being good because I often find myself watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and being like I am eating my fists with like it's, I have the same physical effect as I do when I'm watching horror in that I don't want to see anymore because things are too appalling they're yeah. too mortifying it's too embarrassing and I'm like if you're just doing that again and again and again is it even good? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. thing is with, with horror and again it's kind of like the same with cheap laughs right like so you can make people scared very easily it's just you have a quiet bit and then a very loud noise and that yeah, is like yeah. people kind of go I've had that rush of like the dopamine I've had the thing my palms sweaty and they kind of go therefore this has worked on me as an effect yeah. and it's weird to kind of think of, of cinema in those sort of very little like machine like ways in that but you know there are that that is a similar trip in all cinema in that it's kind of like ah oh, we've done the blissful look to camera it's panning down on her, you know, face. Now they are in love, and you kind of the audience kind of go, "Yep, yeah, I get that. That is a thing that yeah. that 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 trick has now worked on me." It's just with both comedy and horror, it's such a visceral reaction. It's much yeah, less yeah. sort of subconscious yeah. that you it, yeah. it either works in the moment and it's very clear to everyone, or it doesn't, and it's sort of embarrassing for everyone involved. And I always find it scarier when you never see the monster, or when you only briefly see it, or something. You know, like yeah. I'm using monster as a term for whatever is in the thing, yeah, the slasher like, or whatever, yeah, or whatever. I mean, one of the scariest films I've ever seen, possibly the scariest, is The Strangers. Oh Christ! That? Yeah, that's, oh a, that's my a big God. deal. I yeah. never, I thought it was never going to sleep again. And also, why are children so scary? Yeah. Children singing in a kind of off kilter way. Yeah. I think yeah. that comes down to like again a bit a big like uncanny the uncanniness of like which is supposed to be like familiar things turned unfamiliar. Right. And okay. like things that yeah, are supposed to be comforting. I my head when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah that's used really like really brilliantly in a bunch of different films and films like you know have you seen like The Shining? Like there are so yeah. many like amazing yeah. films and it's like most of The Shining is not technically scary but it if it is because every single shot yeah. is like kind of it has these just very small yeah. like moments like you know he's on a typewriter you know that that's the, the, the famous line about she yeah. like looks over what he's writing and it's just that phrase the all work and no play makes I want to say Jack a dull boy yeah and like it's it's so it's such a beautiful film because it takes these tiny tiny moments and strings them all together in a way that makes you just feel completely uneasy and, and in ways that you don't mm. know why the Babadook again does exactly the same yeah. thing in that it's not you never see it you never really you do see something but Almost all of it is just build up, and again yeah. with the film it follows, which is a few, out a few years ago, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I described to you whilst we're in a, in a <laughs> graveyard in Cluj. Me and Tash went on holidays together to Romania, and we were in this sort of Transylvanian graveyard. And she decided to start <laughs> describing the plot of the film it follows in detail. Oh my god! I've never been more freaked out in my entire yeah, life. The, 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 Snow-capped the graveyard. Whole, the, yeah, it was really it was a good day for us. But the whole point of it follows is that the monster is can take any the form of any person. Um, around you and so you never actually see it as not in a physical oh. being it's just somebody it could be anyone around you and of oh, course that's so yes. much more frightening because what happens is you come out of watching it follows and look around you and go this could be any yeah, of you yeah, and yeah. it just it just and the whole point of this monster is that it just slowly slowly at normal pace walks towards you and when it gets to you you will die in a horrible way which you you see an instance of once at the very very beginning it's just like a guide to watching it follows which I encourage everyone to do because it's completely brilliant um, but yeah like the whole film is just tension it's all it's all tension and little tiny bits of release over and over again because the brilliant thing about that concept is that it sets up your tension like it is immovable tension in that every scene then yeah. becomes who is it could, it could happen yeah. now whereas usually what happens in a horror film is like that thing that I talked about earlier of like you have the daytime scenes which are usually like hey let's talk about characters somebody's trying to fuck someone else let's, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. that plot <laughs> off the ground so later yeah. when they die it's sad and then you have like your nighttime scenes which is kind of like the filmmakers going and now 
we get back. It's like it's like the equivalent of return to from commercial break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 On a roller coaster, when you're kind of like creeping up, and you're like, "This is fine. This, this is, is fine." fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. god. But I do, I do having yeah having now watched so many of them, I do think there is like there's such a huge gamut of like types of horror film as well like having seen there's like you know there's like an old style like gothic horror film it's like the old like Nosferatu black and white which is all kind of shadows on the wall and woman in black which is very classical and kind of almost almost like yeah academic and it's kind of like uh, the, 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 the baddie is usually like a figure that represents some sort of terrible spirit it's not something to be you can reason with yeah. and for some people that's nicer and I think those those sorts of films exist because it's nice to kind of deal with the simplicity of an imperative evil it's just kind of like it is bad it's gonna yeah. come get you. Yeah, that is a story that we can all sort of mm. enjoy, and it's, and it's a nice, simple one. It's not like, yeah, but what does it follows? Well, where did that guy grow up? You know, yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It is just evil. Yeah. Like that's and that's and that's a nice, simple story. And then there's much more complicated ones, such as, yeah, uh, the Babadook. The even like classics like The Thing, which is John Carpenter. John Carpenter did a bunch of amazing horror films in the seventies, and his horror films are usually all always based around like a monster but the monster is always representative like in, in the thing's case it was like soviet paranoia because it's all about Ooh. the thing can grow inside again it's sort of a similar concept to it follows i guess it's like these arctic explorers are trapped in a base and there's an alien who's crash landed but they all they know is that it's taken the form of one of them among them oh, <laughs> and it's like now nah, and the film is just and let's figure out what happens because if they're alone if, if he's alone with another person it can also take them over yeah. so it's like a oh. growing thing but it also combines like really good amazing sort of 70 schlocky special effects which yeah. sort of still stand up really well and what's nice about horror in so far in, in opposed, opposition to sci-fi of that era is that a lot of sci-fi didn't use practical effects they use special effects so these like the, you know they've like Tron whereby the special effects now look pretty shonky because it's like yeah the CGI of the time isn't amazing whereas a lot of pride in the 70s was taken in doing practical effects which just mean they made them physically from like clay yeah, yeah, yeah. and bits of old ham and just <laughs> shoved it all together and did their best but it's, it kind of means that it still stands up now and it looks amazing even sort of all these years later um so yeah i think there's just you know there's something out there for everyone but i think in terms of watching them if you are like me scared all the time i'm so jumpy as well i'm like yeah i saw yes. a bag once and just jumped like, <laughs> i it, jump when i open a door and there's someone behind it i'm like oh yeah i just opening the door to a, to a person who's supposed to be there i'm just like yeah. no way <laughs> so i think like there are rules you have to follow which is ideally you're watching it with someone who has seen the film before oh really oh, oh yes i find that very effective yeah, yeah very effective and someone that you trust who because basically what you want to do is you, you need to respect the atmosphere of the film. So there's no, you can't watch it in like broad daylight. No, People yes. who say to you like, hey, just watch in the day when you've got like cereal. And no. You're, like, no, like that is completely. Commit or quit. Yeah, exactly. Commit, yeah. like show, show some goddamn respect yeah. <laughs> to John Carpenter. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have to watch it at night. But I think it's permissible to kind of say to, to like, shoot, like to get rid of your anxiety, watch the film with someone who's watched it before, who can before, because usually in a good horror film, there's like three bits, right? There's uh-huh. like the bit that's the bit that's the horrible bit. And yeah. like in a good horror film, there's like maybe, yeah, three, four of those, the worst bits. And using this person's that you trust judgment, you, I think like you get a couple of passes to be like, for them to be like, just, you know, in 10 seconds, something very bad is going to happen. <laughs> like I've employed this technique to very helpful um, situations before watching It, the new Stephen King. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Which, um, again, I think it's like a 12 or a 15. My God. What? The that's... children today are hardy. <laughs> This is making me really want to watch them, but like it is so weird because as soon as I sit down to watch it, I'm like, why am I doing this? What kind of what like what kind of film? I can like recommend you one based on the things that you like. Probably. Oh, this is good. Uh, oh, yeah, this I'll is try. good. I, and by like, I mean 
I'm most scared by? Um, no, no, sorry. Just like what? Like, because I think it's it's better if you're invested in the film. Right? Okay. Like, well, I lo- I enjoy a slasher. Okay. Film, yeah. But I I would say that I'm mo- I was most scared by. Uh, have you ever seen Mama? No, what's that? Oh, oh Mama. <laughs> oh, uh, it's got Jessica it Chastain was... in it. Oh yeah, and Vera Familia maybe. Uh, maybe oh, somebody yeah. Else. And um, Mirrors, I shat myself at. The Unborn, oh my God, that was terrifying. Um, so sort of blood, but not too much. Have you, presumably you've seen The Silence of the Lambs. No, I haven't. Silence of the Lambs, I would recommend. Because okay. it's, like, it's got like the kind of pulsing dark heart of a slasher, but it's so smart and good yeah, and fun. That's what and I mean, also, something with a bit of brain in yeah, it. Yeah, a bit of brain. Yeah. And then afterwards you can go watch Jennifer Saunders' impression of it in a sketch that they did with Dawn French. And it is so hilarious. <laughs> okay, great. So you can, you can round it off with a little dessert of comedy. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's, that my, oh that's a lovely evening. I'm gonna, <laughs> someone, say, someone, someone invite me around, cook me dinner, and yeah. we'll watch Silence of the Lambs together. I want that as my next date in 2029. <laughs> Imagine, I mean, but I mean, doing that as a, with a stranger. <laughs> just like, no, not a stranger. A stranger like, yeah, yeah, someone who's nice. Yeah, someone who's it. nice. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are that's two that's categories that's of people: yeah. stranger and someone who's nice. <laughs> someone who's nice. That's a what nice I've learned from person. horror films. Yeah. I'm never the stranger on me. Strangers <laughs> are always bad. Or oh, maybe Stranger's I'll have a night bad. with my housemates and watch that. That's a good idea. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. All right, Hannah, you get diagnosed with Okay. The thing I hate the most in horror films is when there's people in like a cabin in the woods or something, and there's lights on in the cabin. In, but you can't see anything outside in the woods and something is coming. Okay, definitely don't watch The Science of the Lambs. Oh, really? <laughs> my yeah. advice. So is it like you want, like, as in like, that's a film that you would, uh, you don't want a film like that? You want a horror film that's like the that's opposite the fil- of that? That's, those are the films that affect me the most. So do Because you... it's so realistic to just be Oh, like, like yeah, The Strangers. Just, you know, Have you seen The Strangers? I don't know. I can't that's remember. That's basically your worst nightmare then. Okay. Yeah, kind of realistic, like it could happen to you sort of thing. <sighs> realistic could happen to you. I have you seen Rosemary's Baby? No. So Rosie's Baby is really good in that it's not slashery, but it's all about like slow creeping. Is this woman going insane? Oh. Or is she not going insane? It's like it's all like very like it's domestic setting but with weird shit. Yes, over perfect. The top of it. perfect. It's it's really, really good if you can get with the fact that the director is um, what's his name? Roman, Roman Polanski. No, oh, Peter yeah, Fowler, okay. Roman Polanski. Uh, also, I think Mia Farrow's haircut in that film would really suit you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though, right? Oh, there you Google go. It. There you are. Um, and it's it's so good. It's great. And also, yeah, there's not there's not like a lot of blood and stuff in it, but you will feel like shook up by the end of it. Just being mm. like, yeah, it's Ooh, it's great. Okay. It's really good. Nice. So I like horror films that are sort of about like atmosphere, but also very much about the idea of the thing. Oh, I yeah. So I like I liked The Exorcist. I didn't really find it very scary, but I liked the sort of faith exploration of it. And I liked Poltergeist because I liked how it was essentially about gentrification yeah. and the sort of like the first child of this new neighborhood being sucked into the TV as like this weird offering. I oh, love that God, kind of symbolic so shit. Like, Have you seen a film called Barbarian Sound Studio? Who the hell has seen that? <laughs> what on earth is that? It sounds like a new band. It does sound like a new band. It's such a great film. Okay, Barbarian Sound Studio. I think really think Barbarian. You would like. Barbarian Sound Studio. <laughs> Basically, it's the con- the the premise of Barbarian Sound Studio is that it's a little like weird guy whose job it is to create sound effects for horror films, Ooh. and he is. Very trapped in this kind of weird, like this weird studio with these people who are kind of being a pain in the ass, and he's forced to watch over and over and over this horrible, awful. Like I think it's maybe like supposed to be like a Spanish, almost kind of a snuff film, but it's not. It's just, but it's so bloodied, and you know, and we never get to see it. He just what, and basically, it's all about him sort of going a bit mad, and it's sort of about creating horror, and it's about Ooh. like the lengths people are pushed to in order to create these, um, these, these things. It's like there's that that famous. Um, 
thing about The Shining, Penny Duvalu plays the lead in The Shining. I really like The Shining, by the way. Yeah. The Shining's great, but she was completely pushed by um, by the director yes. to give a performance and she had to do it for days and days and days and it completely drained her and there's a whole the controversy around and Hitchcock did do that the same like really pushed his actresses to give what he felt was a realistic performance but then you're kind of going <laughs> but that's what acting is yeah you but know? not really like, respecting yeah. their agency as actors yeah, whatsoever exactly it's a classic you know Tarantino all that kind of stuff um, anyway it's sort of about that and, and it's it's really creepy it's really like again it's just there's like a feeling of kind of unreality about it and it's quite funny but it's it's like, I've never seen anything else like it it's really really good and it's just sort of yeah this watching this man slowly go insane whilst he's trying to punch a watermelon to make it sound like a woman being raped to death you know but you never see that just, that sounds you great just, I would you just love see that him movie. punching a watermelon over and over again <laughs> as you hear these screams and you're just like what am I watching I'm so horrified by this punching this a watermelon this doesn't sound like it's a, um American film uh, it sounds like it's definitely I think European. it's yeah I think it is a European film but I can't remember who made it now it came out like yeah a few years ago and that's the thing it's a shame with horror because like that is it's a fantastically beautifully made film but because horror is never really taken very seriously in terms mm. of like award season and stuff apart from they like obviously get out which I don't know if you've seen which again yeah. is yeah, completely yeah, amazing yeah. well you know that's technically I would, I would class that as a horror film that has yeah. all the beats yeah, yeah, of a horror yeah. film so, oh you know, I it was already you are like horror that, fans you know, the you've whole done way through it. just like screaming so know. yeah there you go that's, that's, your, that's your reading list you've got Silence of the Lambs Rosie's Baby and uh, Barbarian Sound Studio. Ooh, they got the, like, the you get, you get to sound, ones. Yeah, you get to sound super hipster. You'd be like, well, haven't you heard of Barbarian Sound Yeah. Studio? Oh my God. They really weren't even trying to get people to see that, were they? They were just like, what's the awkward title we can such give a shame. It? Like, why call it Barbarian Why can't they just call studio? it like Engineer? Yeah, you know? or like yeah. Watermelon Rape. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So you're kind of, you're sitting there with your friend, who's the nice person, and they've watched the film before. Uh, you've chosen a good film that suits what you like. What else can you do to enjoy the experience? Try and mitigate the, the yeah. experience. <laughs> well, it, it really, really depends on whether what you want to do is enjoy it in its full full flow, which is kind of like, you just have to you just surrender down and surrender. <laughs> yeah. That is, as a coward, not my method. <laughs> um, I think what you can do is just kind of like, it, you, basically, yeah, the, the cheat is the bad stuff almost always happens in the nighttime scenes. So just whenever there's a daytime scene, just enjoy yourself, Relax. you know. Yeah. Get yourself, get yourself out. a, get yourself a snack. Have a nice time. Like that is your, that's your time to shine. <laughs> um, you're safe now. You're safe now. And I think as well, like I really just don't think you should feel bad about like having an item 
that you can put yeah, in front of your face. Yeah, would you advocate hiding behind pillows? I genuinely, if that is what it takes for you to get through this film, yeah, I always feel safer because I think often it's kind of, hey, you can just close your eyes, but there's something that feels like when you have such a visceral response to horror, which everyone does, which is part of the reason it's so great, like you just literally want to cower. Yeah. And I think sort of really... There's almost the kind of the drama of that and the kind of play of it and sort of really leading into the fact that you're already scared somehow kind of makes it less frightening because yeah. then you bo- you're sort of entering into a game whereby you're really scared and there's a cowering and there's a cushion and someone's having to put their arm around you. Like, I think sort of playing up how ridiculous the situation yeah, kinda is. kind of leaning into it. Yeah, yeah, leaning into it completely yeah. and not being afraid to do that because I think the worst thing you can do is A, be around people who don't know that you're scared of horror films and, that you, that, and, and trying that the whole time to feel like you're okay because yeah. I think all that does is like make your fear so much more like like squared because you're also worrying about what other people are thinking of you mm. and also I, trying I also to contain. think if you do that you're more likely to ingest the fear later like yeah. you'll, you'll have yeah. more nightmares you'll have more uneasy feelings about it if you like try and like have this uh, this outward appearance of being fine yeah. in the room then tomorrow on the bus you'll be like he's going to murder me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're just vibrating bus is stress. on the way to hell <laughs> <laughs> I would also say eat something fun while you're watching it oh, and, yeah. and I eat something beforehand as well I would say like have a meal yeah. Before you watch the film, and also then, yeah, busy yourself throughout with mm. a snack that you can. Yeah, I'd like quite a complicated snack would be my. Yeah, he's a nice. Yeah, he's a nice horror. Yeah, yeah. I think have have a meal that you can sort of like go back to as and when you need to do that thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, guys, I'm just going to... They're going up the stairs, are they? I'm just going to go get, get an yeah. some, yeah. whack and some chips. Here's anyone? Here's anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going out for Domino's collection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't pause it. No, yeah. no. In the next town along. Yeah. So I just honestly, yeah. I'm going to be She's wild. looking for the monster, but she hasn't switched a light on. So uh, it's, it's all going really well. Yeah. Uh, and I think also, like, you need to be with people who, like... Because my theatre company are really good at that. They are not... None of them are pussies except me. And so they're quite good at judging. Because when I'm like, guys, it turns out I need the loot <laughs> again. They're just like, Tash... This is a good, just sit down. It's going to be okay. Like, I think you need that balance of people who are going to be like, okay, you are obviously having a time. Please yeah, yeah. clutch this figure you to your to chest. Exit the room. Exit the room. And that's that's okay. But also, you need people to, because about, you know, if if you could do that yourself, you wouldn't be a pussy. But you, you know what? You're a pussy. And yeah, so you need yeah, someone yeah. to kind of be like, come on, it's okay. God, I really want to have it's a horror a film. film date now. <laughs> yeah. Like the days of yore. Oh. <laughs> the days of yore. I mean, yeah, I've never actually like gone off with anyone off the back of watching a horror film. But maybe that's... That's the next step. Because it just feels like, yeah, naturally. Yeah, like, oh no, hold me. I think the Get thing is, though, it sort of plays into that difficult thing. Just, you don't want to come across like, I think if I was on a d- date with somebody watching a horror film, I would totally revert to like, huh, I don't give a shit about no killers. I'm a feminist. <laughs> you know? Well, come I think, slash me if you want, bitch. Me too. <laughs> I think I'd go in like that, but I cannot help. I mean, I do the the um, looking through my hands so I can sort of see a bit of what's going on and I sort of half shut my yeah, eyes. So I can blur. see, but I blur it. So that I can like deal with it, but I'm yeah, I just turn into a mess. Yeah. Would you say there's a difference between watching a horror film at the cinema or an, and at home, and which would you? Which, because at the which, cinema, you what can't are the escape. differences between them? Always at home, never cinema. Oh really? <laughs> I mean, again, this is the pussy's guide, guys. <laughs> like, I'm sure for actual people who know and love horror films in a pro- proper way, they would say the cinema experience yeah. is one. But I just feel like again, it's all about like mitigating your natural anxiety whilst still embracing and enjoying the experience and I think putting yourself in a situation whereby you're going to embarrass you or you feel like you might be embarrassed or that you're trapped or that it's just really fucking overwhelming is just a recipe for disaster whereas like if you're at your home you know you know where all the walls are they're not going to jump out <laughs> yeah. probably no killers are there whereas yeah. in the cinema who knows what's going to happen yeah, like fair. it's just but again it, it's that balance of you do it in your house but you do it at night time you do it with all the things drawn you do it with a few candles like it's it's sort of creating for yourself like a little illusion that you are completely safe and happy with 
um, versus sort of entering into a sort of society situation yeah. that's dictated all those things for that's you and could add a, an element of stress. That's interesting because for me, like, I've, I think I've only ever seen like one horror film at the cinema and I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. There was like A Cabin in the Woods, like I was saying earlier. Um, was and, A Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good film as well. That that's very weird. funny. I oh, was yeah. not yeah. expecting that film to go that <laughs> yeah. But what I quite liked about it was that I, I knew I was in a cinema and I kind of knew that like... It was a performance in a mm. way, whereas if you're at home, your guard is down. You're kind of like, oh, I'm just at home. This is just normal life. And so it kind of almost like the film kind of creeps in to you as a being yeah. more easily. Whereas in the cinema, I was kind of like, there's me and there's the screen and there's all these people. Yeah. And, and there's also the pageantry you. of everyone being frightened together. It's very yeah, like being really, yeah. alive. Yeah. 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 Also, you, ha- you can't go to bed on your own if you watch it in your own house because you're like, it's upstairs. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I like My other tip would be watch something funny. Oh, completely. Oh, I always do that. Yeah, completely. Always, always. Like, even if you don't think you're that scared, you'll be like, huh, whatever. Like, I would always. I mean, I my go to with my theatre company, and they'll love me for telling you this, is we watch an episode of Don't Tell the Bride. (laughs) Ah, brilliant. (laughs) That's perfect. It's just so good. You know, it's got everything you need. Nothing scary happens there. Nothing scary. I mean, mean, in some ways, it is a horror film all itself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But in in more more manageable, manageable ways. Everyone knows that I was really scared of horror films, and we watched one. We used to watch them all the time at university together, like at night, you know, the full whack. And uh, one night we watched this really scary film and then I went up to bed and I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to have to check my room to check there's no monsters in there and then check Nat's room who was across the hall but she wasn't there. And like, okay, there's definitely no one up here. So I checked Nat's room, no one in there and then I checked mine. I was like, okay, nobody's there. And then I walked in and then my friend Dave emerged from behind the bed with a pillow on his head and a pillow on each arm, <laughs> shrieking, oh going, my God. And I was like, I thought I was going to die, honestly, because I could just see a silhouette. And he just called himself Pillow Arms and then ran out. That's a really scary idea for a thing. Pillow Arms. His head off. And I was so simple, but so terrifying. terrifying. And I got him back years later when we watched The Strangers, where I hid in his walk in wardrobe while he was. Uh, brushing his teeth and then I waited for him to actually go to bed and get in bed oh god that's commitment to the bit I know he absolutely shat himself (laughs) so Dave if you're listening you were a knob (laughs) but also I scared you back I think I'm going to dream about pillow arms yeah. tonight. And he also dressed pillow a chair arms. up like a little girl because I was scared of this little girl ghost <laughs> and put it in the corner of my room and then I only saw it when I flicked my light off and saw the silhouette of her or it. Oh, that's a lot of commitment. I know. Know. <laughs> we used to scare yeah. each other a lot. Yeah. 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 It's horrible. Nice. Really horrible. I have a question I think it's probably good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were told that you could rewrite any major classic family movie <gasps> as a horror, you could have your pick of the litter from Disney to Warner Brothers, whatever, what would you pick? Oh my God. What deserves to be hella more scary than it already is? Monster-in-law with Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) That's supposed to be Jane Fonda's return to movies. I think Mrs. Doubtfire would be a good one. Oh, there yeah. is that yeah. cut, isn't there? That's sort of like psycho, you know? It is. Yeah, to like yeah. Have you not seen up. that amazing cut on YouTube where they turn it into a horror film? Oh, yeah, yeah. They do the same with Mary Poppins as well. It's kind of like, Mary's coming down the stairs. Oh, oh God. No, that would be so really horrible. good. Yeah, I think she, she'd be great because it's just like, yeah, an invader in your home. Why does she have so many fancy hats? nefarious <laughs> 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 And the, the thing coming out of the bank. Is just, yeah. What else you got in there, lady? Yeah. One of those As penguins st- dance so surely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're I'm right. being forced. <laughs> <laughs> but save 
us. Oh no, we've just come all along. Yeah, you can say anything in like a creepy way, like a spoonful of sugar yeah. makes the medicine Ooh. go down. Yeah, go down. Yeah. There mean, is a remake of that, right? So maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe yeah, yeah, it's, it's just completely, soon, right? completely horror. <laughs> Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. <laughs> I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is basically on the horror yes, line anyway, that is with that creepy, fucking yeah. boat scene. Fantasia as well. Yeah, Fantasia is absolutely terrifying. But it's like, was there any dialogue in Fantasia? Was it just dancing? It was just dancing. Terrible animal dancing. dancing. Yeah, yeah, again, I think that's just because like it's really, it's just really surreal Horrible. images that you're just like what? Me that out. your brain just is is, is is finds it really difficult yeah. to process, and that's basically the like the the crux of what it is. It's presenting you with really strange things that yeah that puts weird blinks in your mind. Jumanji, I think. Oh, for real. Yeah. Oh, oh it's like oh, I feel like yeah, why is that horror? It's already quite scary. It's like action horror. It scared the shit out of me when I was a I kid. I feel like there needs to be like a yeah like a board game. Is that already a thing? Am I just talking about a film that already exists? Like a board game based horror where children are oh. cursed oh. for There's all time. Ouija, which I suppose is a thing. Ouija's Ouija. a movie, isn't it? <laughs> no. Ouija's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. That's just Do real not life, guys. Pass, go. Yeah, that's economy. just being a millennial. Uh, so, Dash. Great. <laughs> Um, so tell us a little bit more about Director's Cut and what people can expect from it so yeah so yeah the new show which is going to Edinburgh is um, very sort of yeah it's inspired by all the kind of this kind of stuff it's set on a um, B-movie 70s horror uh, Ooh, I like it already. Yeah, it's actually sort of um, it's they're sort of filming the sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Although it's never sort of it, it doesn't really matter if you know. It, but in our heads and our hearts, they're filming the sequel to Rosemary's Baby. But the uh, just rather when they're about to finish filming it, the lead actress storms off set after an argument and uh, and dies. Oh, uh, and so they have to scramble to kind of replace her for the final few shots, and that's sort of where the film be- uh, where the um, film where the show begins. And then it's just uh, it's about the vengeance of this spirit of the lead actress who doesn't want this film to get finished because it's so dreadful and it's like yeah this sort of haunted comedy where it's like fast and things going wrong as uh, this ghost desperately tries to fuck up this film where they're, where they're like harassed director trying his very best to get it finished wow oh I can't wait it's really really great guys you'll be frightened as often as you are tickled <laughs> <laughs> well, which is often delightful often. <laughs> um, both often <laughs> yeah and it's really yeah that's the thing and it's really nice to be able to use like the horror tropes of like yeah like jump scares and sort of the building the tension because yeah you, you and what's nice with it being a theatre show and it's sort of what you were saying about being in a cinema is that you automatically as soon as you have any sort of release be it scary or punchline people laugh because it's just that natural yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. release of whether they're scared or not it's it, they, it's just the enjoyment of that sort of shared experience mm. which I just don't think yeah you just don't really get that in any other genre and it's not and it's so nice it being live and there's something like an added element to it being on the stage as well in that everyone is you know it's all happening in front of you there's not even that separation of like a screen you know it's all yeah I, I, I really like horror on stage it's just really hard to do um, <laughs> she says trying to do it but like it's really fun to, to play with in terms of making it a comedy because it gives you so many more avenues for um, yeah really some punchlines and stuff but y- we wanted to still try and give like horror moments that weren't like taking the piss out of horror because ultimately it, we love we love it and I'm unfortunately yeah, a horror convert and uh, yeah try and give people who come and see it the moments where they are genuinely a bit like oh my god what's going to happen yeah. and then the thing that happens is fortunately totally ridiculous <laughs> 
um, for better or for worse. I'm so excited. I'm going to go and see it. Yeah, you yeah, can. That sounds great. Thank and you. if people can't make it to Edinburgh, how can they find out more about your work uh, they elsewhere? They can uh, follow Kill the Beast, which is kill underscore beast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have the Facebook and all that kind of uh, nonsense. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be bringing the show back to uh, London and around the UK in the next year or so. So Saturday. as long as you've got no plans for a year or so, <laughs> hopefully you can see it soon. Great. Thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you for having Tash. me. Go forth and watch your scary films and try not to piss yourselves. Well, my advice. I can't promise that. No, you can't. No, I'm about to piss myself right now. I'm so full of <laughs> lime-flavoured water. <laughs> <laughs> really bursting. I'm just going to quickly do Are that. Are you sure it's got <laughs> a nice Chianti? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. Please do go and see her show in Edinburgh. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. We'll be back on Tuesday with a normal episode. So until then, happy watching. The real Hannah died 10 years ago on this very night in this very building. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.